Hello and welcome to Mindful of Everything with me, Agrita, a podcast giving an insight to the mind of deep thinkers, where in each episode I'll be discussing various thoughts and questions deep thinkers often find themselves mindful of, from topics such as climate change to self-development and everything else in between. So, let the journey of mind unravelling begin now. This episode very much links back to my climate change series, so if you haven't already, please do check that out before listening to this one to hear the three main reasons as to why I believe that climate change should be the priority of society today when it comes to dealing with global issues. I actually wanted to create an episode on fast fashion at the very beginning of this podcast, but I think I wasn't in the correct mindset to create the episode because I felt way too guilty about, of course, contributing to the fast fashion industry. And I also didn't want to face the bitter truth about the clothes I wear and the clothes I love so much. Now I'm in a better mindset, so I decided to create this episode. This episode is, of course, a wake-up call, not only for me, but I also wanted to make it a wake-up call for everybody else to kind of think about their lifestyles in a better way, to think about everything that you're buying, everything that is part of your daily life and just focus on how things you do on a daily basis affect the world around you. It's very difficult to be thinking about that constantly but for me I am trying to definitely think about all the tiny little things that I do in my life that will impact the world and will be impacting somebody on a different part of the world that I have no connection to that I don't know about. So this episode is really important for me and I really hope it does help you understand how your clothes play a major, major part in this climate crisis. I am pretty sure that fast fashion won't be an alien term for you, but just for reference, fast fashion by the Oxford Dictionary definition is inexpensive clothing produced rapidly by mass market retailers in response to the latest trends. I'm not going to lie to you, I really do love shopping. Not so much as I did before, but I still value fashion a lot. If you go to my personal Instagram account, you can see what I mean by that. I love wearing outfits to express my style and it just makes me feel really happy. I use Instagram as a platform to portray my style, to create that aesthetic that many people do love creating. And I don't just treat clothes as a necessity, but rather a way for me to feel more happy. I like to dress up and I think that's a case for basically everybody. Clothes play a major role in confidence, in making yourself feel good. When we have occasions we like to dress up, we like to look that little bit extra. So really when we look at the fashion industry and we look at how fast fashion has boosted so much, it makes sense. These companies are just reacting to the sort of addiction that people have to wearing new clothes as much as they can and keeping up with the latest trends. But I think that's where the problem lies. We've become so addicted to looking good and to keep our wardrobes updated to the latest fashion trends that we have totally forgotten the toll it's taking on our planet and also on this climate crisis that humans have created. When I first got exposed to this fashion crisis and 
when I started feeling guilty about my own actions, I thought, wow, it really is just me. I'm just so crazy about buying things. I love to buy as many clothes as I can. I felt really alone in this problem. But then when you look at other influencers or when you look at your friends, families, even just strangers on the street and the train, we're all wearing clothes that are part of the fast fashion industry. It wasn't just me. It isn't just me. It is essentially everybody, whether a person is rich or whether a person is financially unstable. We are all contributing to the fast fashion industry. And yes, sure, clothes make us feel really happy, confident, etc. But we are supporting something that is making it more difficult for us as humans and for other organisms as well to survive on the planet. It is contributing to the climate crisis. The fast fashion industry is really worsening the climate crisis for us and that is exactly why I wanted to create this episode. I'm pretty sure that many people know about this but many people just decide to not think about it, forget about it. This episode is really not just for me but also for you to understand that this addiction that western countries have to consume items in mass amounts whether it's clothes or whether it's other products it's really detrimental for the planet but what about the fast fashion industry is so toxic and why do we need to become more conscious about it so this episode will be talking about why fast fashion is unsustainable and also unethical. So I'm going to be dividing this episode into two, talking about the unsustainable side of fast fashion and of course the unethical part of fast fashion. I'm pretty sure that we all know about this but many of us just decide to not even think about it and it's something that we do need to think about if we want to live on a healthy, sustaining planet. I've divided this episode into two but of course If something is unsustainable, it will be unethical. And if something is unethical, it will be unsustainable. They are not mutually exclusive. And many of the things I talk about will, of course, be linked together. But I think it will just be easier for you to see the two sides of this issue. The environmental side and also the unethical human rights violation side to the fast fashion crisis. Starting off with why fast fashion is unsustainable. The nature in which the clothes that we wear that are part of the fast fashion industry are produced is very unsustainable just because of how fast it is. Whether it's the rate of producing those clothes, the consumer demand, the delivery rate and the rate at which those clothes are worn and then discarded. So everything about the fast fashion model is unsustainable just because of the quick rate in which things are produced consumed and then discarded off. Because of this fast fashion model, consumers are essentially being encouraged to keep on buying things that they basically don't need to buy. And consumers are now being encouraged to engage in overconsumption. So you have this positive feedback loop that keeps on going. Industries continue to produce mass amounts of garments. Consumers now think that they need to consume those garments and then industries Industries keep on producing more and more, so you have this positive feedback loop going on. And you can imagine the amount of waste that is produced because of this overproduction and overconsumption. 
If you're creating things very quickly, you'll have a very short amount of time between the batches of garments that you're producing to actually carry out quality checks to see if these clothes are durable, to see if these clothes have toxic chemicals that when you wash these clothes, they'll be released into waterways. You don't have that much time. Companies don't have that much time. Even if they do want to create clothes that are more durable, more sustainable, less toxic. They don't have time to carry out those tests to see if these clothes are good for the planet because they are keeping up with the demand that consumers are producing and they just don't have time. Because of this, companies are also deciding to use virgin materials than recycled because recycling, as I mentioned in my climate change series, do remember to check that out, recycling is a time-consuming process. It is also quite expensive. These companies are wanting to keep up with the demand so because of the short time that they have they are using virgin materials instead of recycled ones because virgin materials are much more easier to use, cheaper to use as well and it uses less time. Essentially all the high street brands that we talk about are part of this fast fashion industry but some of them are essentially the worst of all. So those brands include Boohoo, Nasty Girl, which is under Boohoo, Pretty Little Thing, and Misguided. These are the online big retail companies that mostly females do go to when you when they want to buy clothes that are affordable and also very trendy. If you also go to my Instagram, it is essentially full of items that are from these companies that I do feel guilty about and my cupboard is also very full of these items as well because they are affordable, I'm not rich, and they do look good. The reason why these companies have become so famous is because they are extremely well trained to shift the focus from the toxic clothes and the toxic way in which they produce their items to the benefits of buying these clothes. The major thing is that they make trendy clothes affordable. They are also constantly adding new items into their stock. For instance, according to the Ethical Consumer, again, it's a website that you should definitely go to if you're really, really concerned about how the products you consume are affecting the planet. So definitely check that website out. It will be on my website. So according to the Ethical Consumer, in September last year, Pretty Little Thing had around about 284 new items under their new in section. And Misguided had 639 new items in their new this week section. That is an amazingly high amount of items produced on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. So of course, if consumers are going to these websites and seeing the hundreds of new clothes in their new in sections, of course, they'll be really eager to check those clothes out to see what's new in the fashion trends and to, of course, keep up with them. I have done that. My friends have done that. People I know have done that. And I'm pretty sure you, the listener, have done that too. These companies also offer free delivery in different times of the year. And if you go to these websites, you will see on the top that they have a discount code to cut down your delivery costs or to cut down the overall bill of your shopping cart. So they are really, really trying their best to attract as many customers as they can and to keep the sales going. 
I think Misguided have also started this female empowerment campaign, um, celebrating different body sizes of women and a female like me who is very much into feminism. Seeing that, of course, makes you feel good that, okay, they're providing affordable, trendy outfits and their delivery costs are quite low, their delivery rates are very, very quick, and they're supporting female rights. What more would a woman want? Again, of course it's great to celebrate female bodies, but to now shift the focus from their unsustainable ways of producing clothes to female empowerment and supporting people of all different financial backgrounds It's very hypocritical because you're supporting sort of human rights on one hand but then you are destroying the planet on the other and you're also taking away the rights of the workers for these clothes which I'll talk about later in this episode. It is a very very good marketing strategy and it is essentially what we need to focus on. We need to understand that these companies are making sure that consumers are not paying attention to the bad sides of their production, but really focusing on the good sides and, of course, giving them the money that they want. They have many, many other tactics in which to attract as many customers as they can. For instance, the online credit thing has become really big. The company, the Swedish company Klarna, um, has allowed people to now pay for their items later or pay for them in instalments. So it really is attracting people from all different backgrounds. If you don't have the money right now, it's okay. You can still buy these clothes and pay it off in instalments. These websites also provide membership so you can get free delivery for the whole year if you pay for the membership. And then in the membership, I'm pretty sure you also get some more benefits. For example, you get discounts for clothes, again, encouraging you to buy them. And you can enter competitions. And in that, you can win free clothes that are, of course, made in an unsustainable way. It keeps going on. So these companies really, really want people to keep on buying. And then if they see their sales dropping, then they'll introduce a new tactic to attract more customers from different backgrounds. So it's literally like a black hole. These companies have created a black hole for us consumers. They really want us to stay in it and not come out. And that is what we need to do. We need to come out and we need to understand why all of this is so bad. Why is the fashion industry really, really harmful for us and for the planet? Before I continue on to why the materials that these companies are using are unsustainable, I just wanted to point out one thing about our mindsets that are pretty toxic. We have this mindset that if we are going to an event or an occasion and we will definitely be taking pictures for the gram, we want to make sure that those outfits are not the same as the previous event and for that we decide to buy an outfit that we probably won't be able to wear every single day and it goes on. On average, one person buys 60% more garments than they did 15 years ago. And when we talk about this mindset where we don't want to wear the same clothes again and again, around about a quarter of people actually feel embarrassed to wear the same clothes that they did to an event, especially if they posted it on Instagram or any other social media platform. And 
I'm not blaming other people. I am guilty of that too. I try to make sure that the pictures that I post on Instagram are not of me wearing the same outfit that I did in a previous photo. And is a major, major problem for young people compared to older people. Around about 37% of people aged 16 to 24 don't want to wear the same clothes again that they did to an event. And this drops to 12% for people over 55. So it is definitely a youth problem for sure. And these companies like Boohoo, Misguided, they are aimed at young people. If you see the clothes on there, it is definitely aimed for young people because they know that we have this tendency to wear new things to keep our wardrobes updated compared to people that are like over 55 etc so it definitely is a youth problem I think and as a young person myself I am definitely part of this problem I do feel bad if I wear the same for instance the same jumper to uni consecutively I'll be like oh People will think that I don't wash it or anything else or I don't have any new clothes and stuff. But now I'm starting to take more pride in wearing the same clothes again and again because I know that I am really trying to control my urge to buy a different outfit and to contribute to the fast fashion industry. Before I would feel bad about it. Now I'm taking much more pride in wearing the same clothes again and again because I know that I am cutting down on how much I'm spending and also how much I'm contributing to this fast fashion crisis. And I really do want to, especially if you are a person that is young and has, of course, been through this, I really want you to now think about how toxic this mindset is. We are part of the future generations and if we continue on to think like this, if we think that we can't wear the same items of clothing again and we should just discard of them and continue on investing in these fast fashion companies, then it's going to be affecting our future. This is about our future and we really, really now need to stop being so consumed about what other people will think or giving importance to keeping up with trends, etc. And to now just think about the very planet we live on and how we can reduce our impact on it because this is really about our future and if we aren't the ones thinking about our future nobody else will. Of course the fast fashion crisis is not just a problem for the youth but the youth are clearly contributing the most to it in terms of the western countries so it is definitely a major responsibility that the youth need to take in terms of cutting down on the amount of clothes we buy and the amount of clothes we discard. Coming back to the unsustainable side of fast fashion, in terms of the actual clothes, so the materials that these fast fashion companies use, they are made out of fossil fuels. So the clothes that we buy from these fast fashion industries are essentially all fossil fuels, so we're wearing those fossil fuels. I think fast fashion has just become the new plastic problem, the single-use plastic problem where with single-use plastics, again, you can hear about my plastics episode. With plastics, with single-use plastics, we just use them for a bit and then throw them away. With clothes, we don't do that immediately, but if we are buying cheap clothes and you can feel how cheap the clothes are, and of course they will not be durable, then we end up throwing them away, especially if they have become not worthy to donate or sell. In terms of the UK, 
Greenpeace has actually said that the UK is the epicentre of fast fashion in Europe. The average person in the UK buys 26.7 kilograms of clothing per year compared to 15.6 kilograms of clothing that is bought per person across European countries, so places like Denmark, Germany, France, Italy, etc. I think that's pretty shocking because countries like France are usually labelled as the fashion countries, but it is actually the UK that is the epicentre of fast fashion. We, British people, are buying much, much more than Central Europe is combined. I think that's pretty shocking. Most of these fast fashion goods are actually made out of polyester, which is from crude oil. Most of these fast fashion clothes are made from synthetic fibres. Polyester is just one of them. And... You've seen a massive rise in synthetics, particularly because of the low production costs compared to other natural fibres like cotton and linen. The proportion of synthetic fibres in our clothes has actually risen massively to 60% in 2019. As I mentioned, polyesters and any other synthetics are made from fossil fuels, mostly made out of crude oil. If we look at the carbon footprint of these textiles, One polyester shirt has a 5.5 kilogram carbon footprint. If you compare that to a cotton shirt that is not even organic, a cotton shirt has 2.1 kilograms of carbon footprint. And of course, if the demand for synthetics for fast fashion goods keeps increasing, you could have a massive 4,000 megatons worth of carbon footprint by 2050 on clothes alone. To hear more about emissions, please do listen to my air pollution and climate change episode. But essentially, if you have listened to that episode, you'll realise that the carbon footprint for the fashion industry actually surpasses that of international flights and shipping combined. So our clothes are producing more emissions than the international flights that we take and also the shipping, transportation involved in the products that we buy from different countries. Once these clothes end up in landfills, the emissions related to that reach a massive 3.3 billion tonnes. So that makes up a total of 8% of the global greenhouse gas emissions. From clothes alone, the clothes that we love so much and want to keep on buying, Those clothes are actually producing much more emissions than the flights we take and the transportation emissions. It's something that I highlighted in my climate change series and I will highlight again. Our perception of climate change, the climate crisis, is still very distorted. We are focusing on electric transportation and reducing the amount of holidays we have abroad and the amount of products we buy when the problem is much bigger when we look at the fast fashion industry or the or just the textile industry in general also the agricultural emissions related to meat and dairy and also many other vegetable products so we have focused so much on transport and flights that we have totally missed the idea that our own clothes, the clothes that we so depend on, that are really a necessity, are contributing so much to the climate crisis. It's not a separate issue on its own. 
The fast fashion crisis is not a separate issue on its own. It is directly linked to climate change because of the amount of emissions that are released in producing these items. And then when we discard them, the emissions related to that. If the textile industry was a country, it would have the same rank as the entire European continent alone in terms of emissions. That's how big it is. So not only is agriculture, another thing I talked about in my episode, in my previous episode, not only is agriculture a major, major problem in terms of emissions, but so is the clothes we are wearing, the fast fashion industry. Moving on to the unethical part of the fast fashion crisis, or just the industry in general. A lot of the companies that I've been talking about, and just the high street brands in general, use a lot of toxic chemicals to produce those items. Again, like I said, even if they wanted to test these clothes for toxicity, they couldn't because they have to keep on producing to meet that demand. They have a very short time between batches of garments produced to even carry out those tests. Not only is that a problem, but the toxic chemicals, of course, when you wash them off, when you wash them, those will be released into water supplies and That itself is a human rights violation. I'm pretty sure you've faced the problem of washing these clothes that you've got from online or from high street brands. When you wash them, the clothes start staining other clothes or the collar is running off. That is essentially a big indication of the amount of toxic chemicals that have been used and the cheap dyes that have been used that of course will have a big impact on the environment once you wash that off and that goes into waterways. When these clothes that are having these toxic chemicals reach landfills and they start to break down, of course, these chemicals will be released into the air, will be released into the ground, will be run off into water bodies and will contaminate water supplies. This might not be a major problem for developed countries, but in terms of the developing countries, that don't really focus on the impacts the landfills have on surroundings, it's a major problem. In terms of worker rights, we all know that basically all of our clothes are made in developing countries like India, Bangladesh, China. If you check the label of the clothes that you're wearing right now, it'll probably say it's made in a country that is part of the developing world. And of course, this is just for profit reasons. There's no specific reason why any company would randomly go to these countries and start producing these garments, it's for profit. They know that the labour costs are much lower compared to the UK, so of course they want to gain more profit and they support this human rights violation system that's going on in these countries and they employ cheap labour force to obviously create these garments for us. The working conditions are of course going to be horrific, poor lighting, unsanitary conditions, workers being paid very very less and being overpaid as well. There was a very famous incident that happened in Dhaka, Bangladesh in 2013 where a Rana Plaza building collapsed that had many workers that were creating clothes for big companies like Walmart. Apparently those workers had complained about seeing major cracks in the building but of course they were forced to stay in and continue making those products for people like us. 
And because of that, in 2013, the collapse killed 1,129 workers and many more were injured. That is a very strong example of how worker rights in these countries basically don't exist and major companies, Western companies, are taking advantage of this, of course, just so they can keep up with the demands that consumers in Western countries like us are producing. In addition, the toxic chemicals that are included in these garments, workers have to deal with that. Workers have to produce these clothes whilst being in contact with these toxic chemicals. Most of these fast fashion items, whether they're clothes or accessories, have a high lead content and lead exposure increases the risk of infertility, it worsens skin conditions, you can get poisoning from it, you can also get heart attacks from it. The list goes on. And you need to also remember the fact that these workers are being underpaid and also overworked. So the amount of exposure that they're having to these chemicals is very, very high, essentially showing how unethical the fast fashion industry is. Fast fashion is also very much linked to female inequality. A lot of women in developing countries, because of the lack of skills that they have in anything but textile production or things that are usually typically seen as female skills, they of course want to use those skills to help financially aid their families. And so most of the women that are working in these factories are women. Around about 85% in fact of workers in these garment industries, in the factories that produce the garments, are women worldwide. So the people that are majorly being affected by this are women. So again, it's not just a human rights issue. More specifically, it's a female rights issue. And of course, because of this lack of skill, these women are being forced to continue on working in these toxic, dangerous conditions so they can fend for their family. That was in developing countries, but this problem also exists in the UK, something that I was, again, very shocked to hear about because human rights is a big thing in the UK and in terms of paying people below the minimum wage, it's a major problem. So I wouldn't think that that problem would exist in the UK, but it clearly does. Just for some context, many companies, the fast fashion companies, so Boohoo, Misguided, even ASOS, have begun the practice of reshoring, which is essentially sourcing materials from the UK for production and also producing the clothes in the UK. You would think that maybe they're doing that because they want to reduce the amount of emissions that they're producing related to transporting the goods to the UK, etc. Or maybe even to reduce the amount of exploitation of human rights that is occurring in developing countries. It is none of those. It is, again, surprise, surprise, to increase profit because, of course, if they're making clothes in the UK, then they don't have to invest in transportation costs and other costs related to producing clothes in another country. But still, because of the high cost of labour in the UK, you would think that's not really a problem, but it is not the case. A report by the Financial Times in 2018 found that factories in Leicester, Leicester is one of the largest textile manufacturing cities in the UK, factories in Leicester actually only paid £3.50 an hour to their workers in 2018, 
which is a half of the minimum wages of workers aged 25 and over. So they were paying their workers a half of the minimum wage that is in the UK for 25 and above. I think that's really shocking because I would expect the UK to pick up on these things very quickly and to see who is being paid less. And the report also showed that most of these workers were immigrants, were people that were already very financially unstable. And of course, exploiting these people would be much easier because again, you have this problem that people that don't have enough money will basically do anything just to fend for their families and for themselves. Again, exploitation of human rights and taking advantage of somebody else's vulnerability. Misguided responded to these claims by saying that they've now joined the Ethical Trade Initiative, ETI, and they have now reduced the amount of factories in Leicester from 81 to 11. However, when Boohoo was presented with these claims, they refused to join the ETI. Therefore, the ethical consumer has given Boohoo the worst rating in terms of the supply chain management. Essentially, Boohoo is one of the worst, I think, fast fashion companies because they clearly do not care about the environmental impact of their production and the ethical impact of the production. It's not all dark and gloomy, however. Some companies are really trying their best to reduce the exploitation of the labour force. For example, there is a group that was formed in 2014 called Fast Forward. Again, you can find the link on my website, where UK fast fashion companies or just any brand essentially can join that group and make sure that they aren't exploiting worker rights and they're making their clothes more sustainable and essentially making the whole process of production more sustainable and more ethical. Some fast fashion companies that are already on there are companies like ASOS, M&S, New Look, Next. I'm pretty sure there are many more companies on there, not just fast fashion ones. I personally really like New Look and very recently I bought a pair of jeans. I do feel guilty buying them. But the only reason I bought them is because on the label it said that those jeans were produced with less water compared to their other jeans collection. So I thought, okay, I'll just buy it. Even though it is still a fast fashion item. But again, like I said, I am really reducing the amount of clothes I'm buying. And I thought, okay, let me just buy this. Clearly, I do have this desire to still buy. I think it's going to take a long time to suppress it, but it's on its way. I'm in the process to reduce how much I buy and consume. And also, I've seen that New Look has quite a lot of organic cotton clothing as well now. So people can opt to buy that compared to their synthetic products and cotton that isn't organic. I mentioned that synthetic items are rapidly increasing and the reason for that is that the production costs are low. So people would think that okay we could just convert to natural products, to natural fibres and just must buy them. But the problem is, is that we can't rely on mass producing natural fibres. For example cotton. Cotton, sure, it has a lower carbon footprint compared to synthetic fibres, but the carbon footprint is not everything about how sustainable a piece of item is. We can't just look at the carbon footprint and think that is it. 
The water usage required for cotton production is approximately 93 billion cubic meters per year. And if you look at countries already facing a water crisis, for example, India, this problem just makes it even worse. If we rely on cotton so much, these countries are definitely going to be impacted heavily. And climate change has already made it very difficult for these countries. For instance, in 2019, around about 21 out of 29 states in India went below groundwater storage. So essentially, they became waterless in that sense. They didn't have that groundwater to rely on. So of course, the climate crisis is affecting water supplies for many, many countries. And if you're relying on things like cotton, that's just going to be impacting their water supplies even more. Also, there have been many controversies related to cotton planting, especially genetically modified cotton. I think I might produce a separate episode just on the agricultural crisis in India, but this problem that's been happening in India over using genetically modified cotton by the multinational company Monsanto has really taken a toll on the farmers' well-being and just the whole cotton production system. It's become really fragmented because of Monsanto forcing many Indian farmers to use these patented cotton seeds. And of course, those cotton will be used for Western companies. So the real takeaway message for this in terms of the unethical side of fast fashion is that we just need to cut down on how many clothes we are buying and consuming. That is it. That is the main thing, because even if we convert to natural fibres, there will be different parts of that that will be affecting the planet as well. If we are reducing the amount of carbon emissions that are produced with natural fibres, then we're increasing the amount of water that is used to create these natural fibres for clothes. And that is an ethical issue in itself. In terms of the production of non-organic cotton, which is something that many countries use because it needs less water compared to organic cotton. A lot of fertilisers are used to produce non-organic cotton. Around about 6% of pesticides globally are used for cotton and 16% of insecticides are used for non-organic cotton. And of course, if you're having a mass input of fertilisers, you're going to have problems like eutrophication, water contamination, acidification of land, leading to barren land. And you're going to be impacting ecosystems and biodiversity, essentially us as well, because we are living in these environments. So the people that are living in those environments are going to be affected, but the clothes that we're wearing that are produced by mass fertilisers, of course, they'll be affecting us as well. And once we wash these clothes or dump them in landfills, those chemicals will be releasing into our environments as well, essentially. Now that we know that fast fashion is both unsustainable and unethical, what can we as individuals do to help with this problem? I really think that compared to air pollution and other aspects of the climate crisis, or the factors that are worsening the climate crisis, I think the fast fashion crisis is something that we as individuals can really, really help with because these fast fashion companies are heavily reliant on one thing, demand. When they're seeing a rise in demand for these products, of course, they're going to react to it by producing more clothes and that will be producing more waste, etc. 
If we as individuals just take the time to understand that we don't need to mass buy clothes, we don't need to keep on adding to our wardrobe, we don't need to worry about what other people will think if you wear the same clothes again and again, we can heavily reduce the demand for fast fashion items. That is the main thing. So the main thing that we can do is just to buy less. We need to control our urges to keep on buying clothes, especially those that are very cheap, that are too good to be true. Those clothes that are so beautiful, yet so cheap. We need to understand why are these clothes are so cheap. And even the clothes that aren't cheap. I was under this perception that companies like River Island and Zara, because of course they're still fast fashion companies, but because they are charging so much for their clothes, I thought, okay, maybe they are a little bit more environmentally friendly or anything like that. But we've heard of cases where River Island and Zara were using real fur. And again, they're still a fast fashion company, so it really doesn't matter about the price. If it's a high street brand, and if they actively aren't doing something for the environment or for worker rights, then you know that there is a problem. That's the main thing. We just need to buy less of these products. We need to tell ourselves that it's really not necessary. I understand it's very difficult for somebody like me who really loves clothes, who loves dressing up, who loves taking pictures for Instagram, it is really difficult to now tell yourself that, okay, you need to just wear the clothes you already have instead of adding on to your collection. Another thing, many of these fast fashion brands will also label their clothes as sustainable and good for the planet. For example, H&M actually got called out for labeling their clothes as sustainable when they actually weren't any much more sustainable than the clothes that they already have. So... A major tip that I can give you is that instead of browsing on the internet for more clothes, why don't you just look in your wardrobe and actually see if there are any clothes that you bought but then forgot to wear. I'm pretty sure I have loads and I think the happiness you find in finding clothes that you haven't worn for long in your wardrobe is much greater than finding random clothes online. The next thing, if you really do like adding onto your collection of clothes, why don't you just buy secondhand? There are many websites, many apps where you can do that. For example, I like to use the app called Vinted to sell any old clothes that I have. I haven't been successful right now selling clothes, but in the past it definitely has worked and you get money for the clothes that you no longer want or you just don't want to wear. I haven't actually bought from people, but I think that is definitely one thing that I'll look into. So instead of just searching for new clothes, why don't you get secondhand clothes? Because... In the end, it's just the clothes you want, right? It doesn't really matter if it's secondhand or not. Also, you can go to thrift shops, you can go to charity shops and find clothes that people have donated. To be very, very honest with you, I was actually very uncomfortable with the idea of going to charity shops and getting secondhand clothes. I am not going to lie. I actually got over this mindset very recently. I wasn't really comfortable in wearing clothes that other people had and there will be many people out there that are also not comfortable. But again, it's just the question of doing as much as you can for the planet that we all live on. If you're not comfortable with it, then just don't buy as many clothes as you usually do. Just reduce the amount of new clothes you're buying. If you want to increase the amount of clothes you have, then just go for secondhand ones. There is nothing wrong in buying something that somebody else previously owned. Because it's a win for the planet, and that is what we should really be caring about. When you decide to buy fast fashion items that are new, 
choose natural materials. I understand that cotton is not the best thing that we can do, but it is still better than buying synthetic clothing. So really just avoid synthetics when you can, because they will be made out of crude oil, fossil fuels, and many of them actually do have microplastics in them, especially the ones that you can literally just stretch. So when you wear them, you feel like you're wearing some sort of stretchy plastic. Really avoid those. If any of your clothes have plastic on them, you literally can see the plastic, avoid those as well. Look for more natural things like hemp, linen, organic cotton, because in the end they are still better than synthetics. But the main thing is to just buy less of these products. Third thing you can do, take care of your clothes. First of all, really do pay attention to the care instructions that are on the labels of your clothes. Most of us don't really pay attention to that and we just throw our clothes into the washing machine and wash them at high temperatures. Actually, washing them at high temperatures is something that you shouldn't really be doing anyways. It's going to be damaging your clothes in the long term. So try to use low temperatures. Not only are you saving energy, but you're also helping with the whole fashion crisis because you're preserving your clothes better. And so the need for you to buy more clothes will, of course, reduce. Also, you can use things like wash bags or coral I mentioned this in my plastics episode where these bags or the coral can help pick up on fibres that are coming off from your clothes and so that reduces the amount of fibres released into waterways and then you can just take out those fibres and put them in the bin because that is better than getting into waterways. But again, these should not be a way to compensate for the mass consumption that you will be doing for clothes. This is just another way for you to limit your impact on the environment and to prevent the amount of microfibers that are entering into waterways and the environment. The last thing is just to do your research on companies. So really avoid brands like Boohoo that are clearly not doing anything for the environment or for worker rights or just to make their production more sustainable. If you can clearly see that they have no nothing listed on their website about sustainability, or if you search that brand up and nothing comes up in terms of what they're doing for the planet or for worker rights, then really just don't invest in that business. This goes for any companies, for any products that you have. If they're not actively doing something for the world, then just skip them. I understand it's difficult, but really this is a question for our future. And you need to prioritise that over anything, really. I actually want to do a little shout out to Nobody's Child. They are the only affordable, sustainable clothing brand that I have found right now. And I really, really love that. They actively reduce the amount of toxic chemicals that are in their clothes, the amount of water that they're using. They are basically at the forefront of ethical fashion, I think, that is affordable, really affordable, and really doing something for the planet. So definitely do check that out. Their range of clothing is much less compared to misguided or pretty little thing. And that really is indicative of the fact that, yes, sure, they are still part of the fast fashion industry, but they are really reducing the amount of toxins and unsustainable ways of production for their clothes. I think that's really powerful. I have bought one item of clothing from them and yeah, it feels definitely much better buying from companies that are actively doing stuff to help with this climate crisis. If you were to just do a quick search on the internet, 
you will find loads and loads of companies that are very, very ethical with their production of clothes and they're also helping a lot with local communities. But the really sad thing about them is that they are super, super expensive. I went on one website and one simple cotton t-shirt, there was literally no patterns on it or like it, it didn't look special. It was just like a normal t-shirt that you can get from something like Primark. And it was £50 for that one t-shirt. I just felt really upset because that's essentially just saying that if you really want to be ethical and protect the planet, you have to be rich. And we all know that most rich people are basically the most unethical and unsustainable humans on this planet in terms of the amount of emissions they release with the activities that they do and the products that they buy. So it is quite upsetting, but if you do have that money, definitely look into these ethical brands that are really investing a lot in sustainable practices. If you don't have the money, then look for brands like Nobody's Child or just reduce the amount you buy, really. So to conclude, we all just now need to move into a phase of slow fashion, what used to exist before technology boomed and go towards a circular model for the textile industry. So basically recycling what we have, the resources we have instead of relying on virgin materials and making sure that the manufacturing is very mindful and that the companies are producing clothes pay very close attention to sustainable products and also valuing worker rights. But we as consumers can't just keep on relying on these companies to become more sustainable. Like I said, the biggest thing that these companies rely on is demand, is consumer demand. And if the demand isn't there, production will decrease. So the best thing, of course, like I've said again and again in this episode, is just to cut down on your urge to buy new clothes. And when you don't want some clothes, you can donate instead of throwing them away. My family and I never throw away clothes unless they literally can't be worn or unless they're clothes that you can't donate, for example, undergarments. But anything that we don't want, we always put them into charity. The British Red Cross have a charity clothes bin next to near our house, so we can just go there and donate. You don't need to throw them away. Somebody else can wear them. You can also sell your clothes, get money out of the things you don't want anymore. And you can also use some of your old clothes that you really don't want to use for things around the house. Recycling clothes is also a big thing as well. I know that H&M have started a recycling program where you can bring in old clothes from any brands and they'll recycle it for you. And because of that, they'll give you a 15% discount code. But again, don't fall for it. If you do need to buy stuff, then okay. But remember to just reduce the amount that you're buying. So really, just to wrap up, I have mentioned this in my climate change series and I'll say it again. We as individuals, as consumers, have a lot of power over these companies. We think that these companies are controlling our lives because we've let them do so. We actually are controlling the the success of these companies. Therefore, we now need to really reconsider our actions and the way in which we live our lives. We need to heavily reduce the amount we're consuming and realise that most of the consumption that we do is unnecessary. We need to focus on the necessities instead of the wants. It is very easy for us to go on a random fast fashion company website and click on something and buy it. It takes 
what, 10 minutes to do so? Even less than that. But we have no idea that because we have just purchased that item, we are now adding on to the consumer demand. And so, of course, these companies will continue on producing these toxic and unsustainable items for us. We have added on to that demand. And so we are directly impacting, we are directly forcing these companies to continue using their unsustainable ways to produce fashion that we can easily access. So we just need to realise that we have a lot of power as consumers. And so if we use that power to support companies that are actually doing stuff, doing something for the climate crisis, for the protection of the planet, for the environment, we can really, really help with this climate crisis. We really, really can. So we just need to channel our power from supporting companies that are providing affordable fashion but are really destroying the planet and worker rights in the process and put that power, that energy into companies that are doing so much more for the planet and are trying their best to make our current and future lives healthier and happier. Because the protection of the planet means the protection of our lives too. Thank you for listening. I hope you've gained a little more insight to what it's like to be mindful of everything. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button on your favourite podcast app to be up to date with episode releases and go over to my website mindfuloveverything.home.blog to get more information. This is Agrita with the Mindful of Everything podcast and I shall see you next time.